Good morning everybody, it is Tuesday 1st of December and what a November that was, ASX 200 up 9.96%, S&P 500 had the best month since 1987 up 10.75%, Dow Jones up 11.8% but within our market, energy sector, recovery sectors had a huge month, energy sector up 28.3%, bank sector up 17.2% and the worst hit pandemic hurt markets Italy up 25.2% Spain up 25.8% and the oil price up 26.8% and the loser of the month gold was down 5% and it didn't end very well yesterday end of the month that is end of November with our market down 83 points and as you'll see in the strategy piece today I would put a lot of that down to end of month profit taking end of month shenanigans whatever it was there was a rare 32 point drop on the closing auction last night and as if to confirm it was a bit of an aberration the or our market is up 53 this morning as I speak and has rallied all day and the US futures are up 300 points from their low point this morning so everything's sort of getting going again energy still a bit of a lagger but OPEC have delayed their virtual meeting from Tuesday to Thursday they say they have some negotiations to do beforehand presumably they are struggling to get the production deal that they want they're trying to delay or that is the Saudis are trying to delay the resumption of production pushed back from January to March or the end of March. So NG a bit weaker than everything else today. But short term aside, it was quite clear at the end of last week and the beginning of this week that the vaccine rally is losing momentum. Not surprising after such a huge rally in the last month. And it seems the US election has been priced in and probably pretty much forgotten and was a was a positive and is probably an enduring positive in terms of less stress and more predictability but probably priced in now so what you've got is a market that's heavily overbought seeing some profit taking end of end of the month and when things are overbought selling begets selling so it really doesn't matter what causes the first sale or the first seller to happen it's probably just some asset allocation meeting at a large fund manager in a New York skyscraper where they say right that's enough let's do some selling and the herd follows so there's certainly a little bit of sobering up in the last three or four days and you'll see that on the ASX 200 there is a short-term RSI relative strength index that means if you go to our education section you can work out what RSI is there is a short-term RSI sell signal on the ASX 200 and at the same time the bear ETF the bear ETF is an ETF that does the opposite of the ASX 200 and that has seen buy signals on RSI MACD I just chucked that chart in because it's quite interesting but you'll see the buy signals on the bear ETF in the strategy piece today and you could pull out any one of 50 recovery stocks and you'll see sell signals in the very short term and I've put in the chart for instance of Commonwealth Bank today and that is a very firm sell signal after a, a run from what $67 up to $84 
huge run for the banks as i say sector up 17 percent last month coming off the top now and as if to confirm that on our morning scan this morning on omnitrader and i've got a link in the strategy piece today if you want to learn more about what we do in the mornings or our, our uh, technical software we use omnitrader there's a, a link under the table in the strategy piece today which will tell you more about omnitrader and has a link to an article about what trading, so, sorry, what technical software members use. A lot of members over the years have sent in their preferred technical software suggestions. And there's a link to that article in there as well. Anyway, there are, and I put the table in this morning of our scan this morning for RSI cell signals, and there are 50 of them. And I've put in, in our technical observations, I've put in some of the major charts, but noticeably there is a bit of a topping out, mostly in recovery stocks. So there's stocks like Qantas, Sydney airports, some of the REITs, some of the banks, some of the travel stocks and the energy sector, a variety, a whole load of stocks. I, I wouldn't let it stress you too much after a fabulous run that we've seen. It's perfectly normal for a lot of stocks at once to produce sell signals and, and that's what, what's happening. It's short-term stuff. As far as our strategy is concerned, knowing that there's been a huge run, the market's overbought, a lot of stocks are overbought, we have now predictably or logically developed a bias towards selling and this week, as you've probably seen, we are pulling a couple of weeds, ASX and Treasury Wine Estates and ResMed, which is sort of overpriced pandemic beneficiary. So we've done a little bit of selling and no doubt some of you, and I put this sort of in bold and highlighted in the strategy page, no doubt some of you, you're not running $90 million. Well, you might be actually, but we can't duck in and out all the time on short-term moves, so we won't be doing too much bias to selling, but no doubt some of you who are more active members will be taking profits wholesale rather than doing what we're doing, which is taking profits piecemeal. Wholesale versus piecemeal. It has been a great month. The market's over you could be excused as a member for locking it in and finding something more relaxing to do like putting up your Christmas decorations rather than stressing about the market. Lock it in, as one of my colleagues said. Well, we are not cashing up at all. We're quite happy or hopeful that we're going to develop a safe, quiet bull market next year. It's only a hope, of course. The market never fails to surprise. Anything can happen, but the ingredients are there for a better, or not a better, a bull market next year which includes uh, uh, this new political stability in the US, which should help trade relations globally, a vaccine-aided return to economic norms that we haven't seen for nine months, and very accommodative central bank settings, low interest rates, lots of money printing, and all that should, hopefully, it's only a hope, develop into a bull market next year. Plus, and I've put this, I put this in the weekend email, but I've re-put it in again. You've probably heard of the Santa Claus rally, which is a US thing where the market takes off in January. I've put a seasonal chart of the ASX 200 in the strategy piece today, and you'll see how the market typically takes off in December, drops in January and then rallies to the beginning of May. And then it goes sideways for six months. Hence the expression sell in May and go away. It is actually, although it's a, just a ridiculous little rhyme that if it didn't rhyme, it probably wouldn't exist. 
you know, sell in July and go away. It doesn't rhyme, but it could just as easily be that as May. But anyway, it persists, this idiom, sell in May and go away. And the reason why is because it's actually sort of true, if you believe past statistics. So we are entering the best six months seasonally of the year. Another reason to be not stressing about reacting to a little top in the market at the moment. I've also put a chart in the strategy piece of the PE of the S&P 500 and the All Lords. They both spiked because the earnings have dropped. I don't think there's, that chart tells us very much. If you believed it, you'd sell everything. And uh, I'm not sure that's what you need to be doing. It's a very complex, it sounds, looks simple, that chart, but it's actually a very complex calculation which can mislead you rapidly. Anyway, assuming the market's going to behave, our daily job is hopefully now being able to focus on picking the right stocks at the right time as always without worrying about some precipitous market collapse, which we seem to have done for the last four years. So we're going to remain fairly fully invested, biased to selling in the short term, and on our current assumptions are hoping for a bull market next year in which the value will come from picking and timing stocks and themes. Right, other quick things. RBA meeting today. They cut rates last month. They're likely to repeat the whatever it takes message. Vaccine news is quite good. Moderna, if I pronounce that right, are supposed to put out some detail on their data today and an application for emergency use authority this week. And meanwhile, Pfizer should get emergency use authority this week. WA to open its borders to Victoria and New South Wales. Travel sectors recovered a little bit today, but it's not terribly excited by that. There are some comments from Jerome Powell overnight. Sober comments about the pace of improvement in the economy moderating in recent months with future prospects remaining extraordinarily uncertain and new cases concerning and could prove challenging for the next few months. A full economic recovery is unlikely until people are confident it's safe to re-engage in a broad range of activity. And on the subject of vaccines, he said there are significant challenges regarding the timing, production and distribution of the vaccines and it remains difficult to assess the economic implications of this process without, with any degree sorry, of confidence. Anyway, typical central bank caution rather than enthusiasm. Other quick stock things, Westpac's been attacked by the regulator. You can read about that, but it doesn't seem to be worrying the share price, which as I speak is up 0.7%. Domino's Pizza is up 10% today on the back of a release of a presentation that will be in their investor day today. I've looked at the research this morning. It's bounced 10%, but it had had quite a sharp recent sell-off in the last month. It's been one of the major pandemic beneficiaries. I'm not sure a 10% pop is going to change the longer term trend. The brokers don't like it. Credit Suisse, for instance, this morning has a target price 28% below the current share price. Morgan Stanley, 14% below. Macquarie, 11% below. City, 17% below. It's a great stock. Return on equity, 40%. But comes at a price 36 times at the moment, 2.8% yield. A great stock at the right price. This is probably not the right price. And finally, Treasury Wine Estates. We sold it yesterday. The Chinese wine industry protectionism hurting them. They put out a sort of strategy review yesterday, which involves all sorts of cost cutting. It clearly impacts their business. But China is not the be all and end all. They'll price this in. And at some point, this stock will probably bounce. But if you look at the numbers and the stock boxes in there today, it's not really a growth stock. 
return on equity around 8%. It'll be a buy again at some point, but for now, that bounce that we bought into has disappeared. Brokers quite like it though. Have a look at the broker research in the strategy piece today. Brokers quite like it. I think Credit Suisse upgraded to outperform today with a target price 29% above the current share price. UBS downgraded to neutral from buy. Morgan Stanley overweight with a target price 17% above. Macquarie neutral with a target price 24% above. So there are fans for Treasury wine estates, but the numbers aren't sexy and the trend certainly isn't at the moment. Maybe we'll come back to it one day. Right, that's about that. In the technical observations, as I say, the only buy signals were the bear ETF and the ASX 200 VIX volatility index, which is not what we want to see that rising. And on the sell signals, 50 of them, I've put some of the major stocks seeing sell signals in the newsletter today. Right, that's about it. Henry's still away. When Henry gets back, I will be going off for a week playing golf with Emma. First holiday since the pandemic. I think, unless someone tells me I've been on holiday, I've forgotten. It's all a blur. As I leave you, our market powering ahead up 60. Dow futures up 140, which as I say is now over 300 points up from the low a few hours ago. Something's going right somewhere. We're pretty fully invested. Seems like the right thing to be at the moment. You have a fabulous day and I'll speak to you tomorrow.